Welcome to the Martin Bailey Photography Podcast, sponsored by WebSpy. It's September the 14th, 2009, and this is episode 208. On Saturday, I visited the special preview event at a place called the Canon S Tower in Shinagawa here in Tokyo. Take a look at the 7D and the new 100mm f2.8L macro lens. And today I'm going to do a preview of these two pieces of kit. Um, and I'm, I'm calling it a preview uh, because I really want to just relay some of my thoughts on the gear based on just a, a few minutes playing with them and watching Canon's uh, presentations, etc. Before we go on, I would like to say a big thank you to our sponsors, WebSpy, the Internet Monitoring, Analysis and Reporting Specialists. Please tweet the message, thanks to at WebSpy for sponsoring the at Martin Bailey Photography podcast on Twitter to show your support. To find out more about WebSpy and their products, go to webspy.com MBP and use the discount code MBPWSY for a 10% discount on anything you buy. So as I say, on Saturday the 12th of September 2009, I visited the Canon S Tower in Shinagawa, Tokyo to attend the Canon EOS 7D and the 100mm f2.8 L macro ISUSM lens. And it was a special preview event that Canon were putting on. I'm a member of the Canon Photo Circle, which is basically a club here in Japan that you pay like $80 a year for. And they just send you a magazine each month and then an annual um, yearly, <laughs> surprisingly, and you you also get like cheap service fees and things like that at the Canon service centres, and sometimes you have a chance to see things like the set the 7D and the 100 millimeter macro lens before the general public. And on Saturday, uh, this helped me to see these two bits of gear approximately three hours before the general public. And the Canon Photo Circle members were allowed in at 10 a.m. and the general public were allowed in from 1 p.m. And I was actually there in uh, the afternoon as well. And I think it was less crowded than the morning. So I'm not sure if this is uh, a privilege or just a clever marketing ploy, but I suspect it's the latter. So I call this episode a preview, not a review, because I, I really did only have just a, a few minutes here and there with the 7D and the 100mm f2.8L macro lens. And there are already a lot of great technical reviews out there for the 7D by people who've received early or pr production versions uh, you know, of the, the camera for long enough to do thorough testing. What I'm going to do today is really just relay some of my thoughts from the preview at the Canon S Tower. I also made a couple of recordings that I, uh, you know, although they're a little bit disjointed, uh, I decided I think I'm going to put them in. Um, they'll give you a more of an idea of the atmosphere of the event. So I'll I'll put them in uh, short, you know, in a, in a moment. Note that I'll also put the transcript to today's podcast on my blog. And I'll try to put a little bit more um, order in my words there. Uh, so take a look at the text in the blog if you're a little bit confused by what I say here. Uh, it was all just sort of very ad lib and um, you know, in, a little bit in the excitement of the moment as well. The first recording was while I was actually in the event hall. 
and I'll add a photo inside the, uh, you know, a photo of the inside of the event, um, the the hall itself, to the blog, and I'll put it in the enhanced podcast now so that you can see what it was like in there. I'm at the special preview for the 7D and the 100mm f 2.8L lens, the new macro lens, and I uh, I just uh, just thought I'd make a few audio notes here. Um, I've just had a quick play with the 7D and the and the new macro and. Uh, the 7D feels solid. It's, it's you know for the it definitely feels like the the next in line from the 50D. That's that sort of range. So no big surprise there. A um, couple of cool things that I uh, just found. I actually I I found it before while the guy the, that was explaining it to me even knew. But I, there's a new sort of level like a, a digital leveler in the uh, in the finder. You know if you press the info button a couple of times, you get a uh, looks a bit a bit like the inside of a um, you know, a, a, a plain cockpit when they it shows you the uh, how, whether you're level or not. Um, it also cho- shows you whether or not the camera's level onto the horizon. You know, the horizon line comes along. Um, if you tilt it, it moves. It's pretty cool. Um, but it was displaying on a black. If you press the info button, it's just displaying on a black background. Useful, but you know, I, I just didn't think it looked as cool, or maybe quite as useful as if it was viewable in live view. Uh, so I asked the guy if that was possible. He said no initially, but then I had a play with it, and it does come out a nice, slightly smaller in the middle of the frame, and it, it's you know it looks pretty cool. It's uh, it's a good good addition, I believe. Apart from that, the 100 millimeter f 2.8 L lens, the new macro, doesn't took it off the body. Doesn't feel quite as heavy as I was expecting, but it's it's a good weight. It's it's definitely a, feels like an L lens. Um, can't really tell from you know shooting on the. The 7D, and then looking on the LCD, I can't quite tell if it's uh, if it's perfect as far as um, bokeh and everything. You know, it, it doesn't doesn't really enable you to see that, but it was it was good fun. Um, look, it, you know, it feels like feels nice. Can't really tell it without putting my own compact flashing compact flash card in and then taking it home. Uh, whether you know whether it's really really as you know what I'm expecting, but definitely felt as much as I'd hoped for. Apart from the weight, slightly slightly lighter. Um, it'll definitely feel heavier when it, once it's got the tripod ring on there, the mount, um, which I've also got on order. Uh, but yeah, I think it's uh, in general um, what, I, what I was expecting. Just can't wait to get it on my, my own camera and uh, and shoot some images and then share some with you. I intend to, at the moment, I intend to keep hold of the old 100mm f2.8 macro, the, the non-L version, um, and do some comparison shots before I sell the old one on. Um, probably to Pete Leong in Fukushima. <laughs> um, anyway, I just uh, thought I'd leave a couple of notes there. I'll maybe pick some pick up a bit, a bit later. I'm going to listen to some talks and that, and then maybe in the afternoon, visit, um, you know, attend some of the developers. The, you know, the R&D team are here as well, so maybe listen to that later. So that was recorded while I was in the event. Um, I just sort of snuck off into a corner and uh, recorded it with the iPhone. So. Not great quality, but I, I think you can figure out what's going off there. And uh, I did record another slot, but there was a presentation by one of the photographers that Canon had given a 7D to, to test. And that was basically going on in the background. And while I recorded it there, you know, it was you could just hear everything very clearly, uh, everything that he was saying. And although it was in Japanese, uh, it was almost like a recording of the talk. So... It's probably not the best idea to play that here. I spent the next few hours uh, watching seminars and listened to the talks from the R&D heads. 
and that were you know these guys were responsible for the 7D and the 100mm L macro lens development and I recorded a second sort of 10 minute note after the event and I covered most of what I'd um, said in the in the second note anyway um, so I'll play that for you now and then I'll, I'll add a few more thoughts after that uh, before we finish I'll also display a photo right now uh, in the enhanced podcast and the blog here to show you the net enclosure that I mentioned with there's basically grass and trees and cosmos flowers in there and Canon has basically just set this up to let people have a play with the 100mm f2.8 L lens on either the 7D or the 5D Mark II bodies. So I just got out the uh, Canon S tower from the 7D and the 100mm f2.8 L IS USM lens uh, special preview and um, I'm actually I've walked down I'm just in front of Shinagawa station right now but I uh, well, I've got a lot of stuff fresh in my mind. I thought I'd uh, record this. I don't know if I'll use it in the podcast. Um, you know, I'll, I'll figure that one out later. Uh, for now, I just wanted to quickly say um, that the last seminar that I just went to was the um, two of the the head engineers that, or the engineering managers that uh, were responsible for one for the 7D and one for the 100mm f2.8 macro L macro. And I, I was just sort of really impressed, you know, being an, an engineer myself by trade, I, uh, I'm, I understand how these guys think and they, you know, they're basically making these new products, um, you know, from the heart, you know, you can really tell that they're, they're putting everything they, they can into it. One of them, the, the guy that was responsible for the 7D was talking about how they, you know, there's two mirrors, um, one is like the main mirror and then there's a sub mirror which is used um, I think he said for the auto focusing um, but then uh, you know basically the he was saying how you, know, you have to dampen uh, the main mirror for the 50D they dampen the main mirror to get them to 6.3 frames per second uh, but for, to get to 8 frames per second in the 7D they, they had to dampen the rear mirror as well um, and he was actually pretty uh, he was a little bit seemed annoyed with himself uh, for he, he said that you know we weren't able to get to 10 frames per second um, you know so they're obviously trying to get as much as they can into these cameras from an engineer's perspective you know they just really want to make it as best as good a camera as they can the IS the new um, hybrid IS on the 100 millimeter macro uh, that also the guys you know they were talking about all of the uh, the way they had to measure the the various the sort the, the sorts of uh, shake that you get in cameras they're saying that you know the when you when you when you're norm, using a, a lens in normal sort of circumstances the angle of the lens changes causing the the handshake camera movement uh, but when you're into the sort of the last 30 centimeters when you're into the real macro um, range then you know the the up and down movement the of the of the lens is is becomes much more of a problem and so that's why that's where the new hybrid is comes in um but you know they 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 have to they have like a speed sensor to to show how fast the, the camera is moving up and down and then of course they have to, they have to develop the algorithms to to merge the two data together um you know from the tilt the tilting sort of movement and then the up and down movement i guess that will be the shift um and they 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 had to sort of figure out all of the algorithms to make to to get the data from both sensors and put it into the you know send it to the IS unit and get it to correct it 
but I, I did mention that the the IS the new 100 mm f 2.8 L IS US hem lens is uh, is a little bit lighter than I expected. Of course, that's that's going to be a good thing because it, you know you don't you want your gear to be as light as possible, uh, but at high quality. Um, but they also said that even while making the the new lens hybrid, uh, the new IS hybrid, uh, hybrid IS, I should say, they actually made the whole IS unit smaller. Um, so obviously it's lighter, and that's another thing that's contributed to it being, although a, a full L lens that's um, dust and weatherproof, uh, it, it's also lighter than you'd expect. And so, like I say, that's actually much less. Um, you know, you can feel the quality there, but you also uh, you're not going to have to lump a big heavy lump of glass around with you all day. So it, I think all in all, that's that's really really good to hear. There was something else that I wanted to say on the 7D. Um, I am really, really impressed with the autofocus. It looks as though they've done a, an amazing job. It's, it's the next generation. They haven't really made many um, autofocus improvements over the last few years. Um, but the, the way the autofocus works on the, on the 7D is pretty impressive. Um, you know, you can the, you split the, split the whole um, 19, I think there are focus points into groups. You can go like down the middle, either side, or you can even split the middle into top and bottom and leave the middle part out. Um, and they showed a, a video of you know with all of the sensors the, that are being used at that time, sort of lighting up as they track a, an object or the subject. And what they did was they had these two guys on mountain bikes and they set it on the left. They they sort of set the start point. They call it. I don't know if this is actually how it how it um, you know is, is going to be in the terminology but they said that you set the start point uh, they set it on the guy on the right as you look at them and then they started to ride and these guys these two guys um, rode at different speeds and zigzagged in front of each other but it totally followed the one that they set the start point on all the way it didn't switch didn't drop clip to the background although the background wasn't that you know it wasn't that contrasty it was quite a, a low contrast and far off background um, but it just stuck with this one guy all the time which I thought was really incredible um, so you know it's it's definitely a camera to be uh, to, to be you know thinking about if you if you're in that range I, I don't think I'm gonna get one myself um, I'll never say never as, as I've learned not to in the past but I uh, I do find that um, you know I think if, if people are in the in the range for the for the the 50d 40d 50d range and it's it's more than that I mean I, I can see having seen this why They've called it a 7D. Um, I'm, I'm not sure if single-digit D was was quite where it should have gone. Maybe a 17D or something like that. Um, but still, you know, they they've taken this camera way way past the two-digit D cameras. So you know, the, the I'm I'm really sort of happy that I came today. Um, I, I really came just to look at the the 100 millimeter macro because I've already got mine ordered. Um, but I'm I'm pretty impressed with it. Um, I guess I'll, I'll just go into something else uh, about the, the macro here as well. I keep switching back and forth. Sorry about that. I'm just all excited speaking off the top of my head here. But um, the, the thing about the macro, I did um, note that it has, um, you know, when, when, I, when I've grabbed hold of it, they, they've got this like a, a big room, um, which was like a net. I've got some photos. I'll probably stick one on the blog post. Um, but they, they've got they like a big net set up with a room inside with real grass and loads of cosmos flowers. And I went in there. You get five minutes with the lens. Um, I had them put it onto a 5D Mark II because it's one of the little cameras that I use. And 
and I took it down to one sixth of a second, which is uh, four stops under the what you should use. You know, if you use that old rule of thumb where you use the focal focal length, um, so 100 millimeters in this case, as your minimum uh, shutter speed. So you know, a hundredth of a hundredth of a second should be the minimum shutter speed. But um, what I did was just as a test, I took it down to one sixth of a second. You know, if you half a hundred, it's 50. Half it again, 25 half it again to 12, half it again to 6, then that's four stops, right? Um, so I took it down to uh, one-sixth of a second and shot one of the Cosmos flowers right close up, and it was a mess. It wasn't, it wasn't sharp at all. Um, then I took it to 12, a uh, twelfth of a second, uh, still a bit of a mess. I took it up to 20th of a second, which is slightly under two stops, and I got a sharp image. Um, so then I, you know, I asked the guy in the in the room and had just said, you know, I, I thought this was a four-stop um, IS. And he said, yeah, well, it, it, it is, but when you're in the macro range, it's two stops. Now, I thought about that, you know, I thought it was disappointing at first, but then the, when I thought about this, you, you can never really hand-hold a 100mm macro at a hundredth of a second anyway. It, you know, once you get in down into the macro and you're really, you're, you're close to life-size, then you you've just... You, You've got to have. You've really got to use like 320, 400 of a second or so to to really be able to get these things um, sharp handheld. And so I'm I'm just thinking that you know two stops down. If you can go down to a 25th of a second with it, that's great. I'm sure that I'll probably be trying to still get around 100 uh, just to be on the safe side. But that I'll be. But you know, like I say, normally you'd be trying to go a lot more than that uh, when using a 100 millimeter macro handheld. Um, and sometimes if it's on the dark side outside, you know, you, you can't, you just can't use the handheld without really cranking up the ISO. So it's, uh, you know, it's, it's pretty cool that they've done that. Um, I did get it, like I say, a sharp shot at one twentieth of a second. Um, and if I was in the, in the field, I'd probably secure myself a lot more. I'd get both knees on the ground or I'd, you know, I'd, I'd lean against something. I'd do something to really make myself a lot more stable. Um, so that, I'm pretty impressed with that. Um, also, the engineers just said that they put a number of aperture rings in. I think this, I don't know if it's two. The, the diagram they showed had two, uh, but they've got like multiple aperture rings in. Um, apparently, only one of uh, one of the lens in their range has had two in the past, and uh, that's no longer in production. Um, so they're they're really doing that to give it give it a really nice uh, bokeh. You know, they they want the the lens to have as sweet a bokeh as they can possibly get. So um, you know the. That's it's all really good stuff. Like I say, really excited that I came by here today. Um, you can probably hear a bus pulling off from outside of the station. Um, but yeah, I'll, I'll, I've got a load of other notes. I'll compile this. Probably do a podcast on it next week. And uh, looking forward to bringing this to you in a report. Catch you later. Bye bye. So just to fill in a few gaps here, as I listened to what I said, uh, I thought that I should note that. Even if you can shoot handheld at 120, uh, sorry, 120th of a second with the macro ra- in the macro range, you have to deal with subject movement. If you're shooting outside, even the slightest breeze is going to make your subject move too much to be able to realistically shoot at such low shutter speeds. The guys at Canon also strongly repre- uh, recommended that you shoot using the AI servo mode with this lens. Uh, when shooting in the macro range to basically counter any subject movement um, or your own movement because we tend to sort of rock back and forth a little bit uh, especially when crouched down shooting. Uh, I think I'm going to be changing some of the shooting habits um, that I have as I, when I get this new macro 
and with you know with the hybrid is i tend to shoot with a tripod for much of my work anyway especially for macro work and if you're trying to shoot um like bees flying from flower to flower though you can't be sort of setting up a tripod each time i've done it before where i set the set up the camera set the frame in and get a you know a nice flower in the in the shot make sure that the background's nice etc and then just sort of wait for a bee to come along but this is time consuming just a week or so ago i was shooting bees on cosmos flowers uh, handheld with my current 100 millimeter macro lens and it does enable you to get shots that you that you simply can't get with a tripod I've used the tripod with my legs closed up like a monopod as well um, but still you know you aren't quite as free as you are when shooting handheld I'll probably try uh, shooting with the AI servo and see how it goes and I, you know as these things sort of start to change I'll report back at some point after getting the new lens and I'll let you know how it goes by the way, they had a, a pretty impressive visual test going on with two of these new macro lenses. Again, I'll put a, a, a photo in the blog right now uh, and, the, and the podcast. But um, basically what they've done is disabled the new shift or the, the up and down camera shake compensation uh, in, you know, inside the lens. And this is basically what makes the new lens uh, image stabilization hybrid. Um, but basically they turned that off and set, set up two cameras next to each other, uh, one with the hybrid IS turned on and one with, it, uh, with the hybrid part of it disabled. And then they basically pumped the video stream from these two cameras into two large displays, uh, one for each camera of course. The cameras were, you know, were both on uh, the same large sort of platform that was constantly just moving up and down. And this is obviously they're trying to sort of reproduce the action that they're trying to compensate for with the new hybrid system. The results were pretty impressive. The the hybrid IS uh, almost stopping the image dead, um, while the one on the you know on the left it was is with the one that had the shift compensation disabled was jumping up and down pretty badly. Um, it you know the the one that was that had the hybrid is wasn't it wasn't stopped dead dead but it was very very close you could see that it was doing a good job of compensating and so i'm also um really just so much looking forward to getting this lens out in the field and then you know report back on my findings there's uh, just a couple more things that i wanted to talk about um that i was impressed with and that you know basically with the 7d um the 7d has a selectable uh, 30 25 and 24 frames per second when shooting in full hd video mode which is uh, 1920 by 1080 pixels and when shooting in hd mode not full hd but in hd mode or sd i think they said uh, 1280 by 72 pic uh, 720 pixels uh, you can actually select up to 60 frames per second giving you the ability to shoot essentially slow motion video uh, I know that video is not for everyone, but you know it's good to see that Canon are raising the bar here again as well. Um, there's also what Canon are calling the intelligent viewfinder with 100% field of view and a glass pentaprism. And not only is the viewfinder 100%, there's a new LCD overlay that enables you to display a grid inside the viewfinder as well as um, all the complicated focus point information and an in-view 
or in viewfinder um, display of the dual axis electronic level that we talked about earlier so you can tell if your camera is straight without actually looking at the LCD the new 63 zone dual layer metering sensor also has um, it uses color information uh, for better metering the guys at the event showed some sample images uh, shot with uh, you know shot in what they what looked like pretty challenging lighting conditions with backlighting and high contrast and yet they said that they were in aperture priority mode and had used no exposure compensation one photographer went so far as to say that once you've learned how to use the new system you can pretty much forget all about controlling exposure uh, because the camera does it so well for you well i'll i'll believe that when i see it um and probably still grab control even if i believe it but still i thought this was really really good and i you know i just wanted to relay the information the lcd is the same as the 5d mark ii with um nine, dots so it's sharp enough to check focus uh but you know they also said that it's it, it's even easier to see uh, to look at than the the 5d mark ii's lcd um outside i think they were saying and that's that's really quite impressive um you know that the 5d mark ii's lcd is really quite impressive even compared to the 1ds mark iii so you know that's that's another good a good advance there if it really is better we also now finally have plus minus five stops of manual exposure compensation and plus minus three stops of selectable um, exposure compensation for auto exposure bracketing in aperture priority mode or in program modes being able to compensate up to plus minus five stops will be a huge help of course with the new metering system you shouldn't need this as much um, but there are always going to be times when you you know you have to take control either for artistic reasons or because you still fool the camera however good it gets it's you know it's still a machine i also checked canon's website for information on uh, you know what i mentioned earlier starting the ai servo with a certain group of focus points as in with the guys on the mountain bike and i found the following sentence for automatic AF point selection, the AF point to start the AI servo AF operation can be selected. So I guess what this means is that when you're in AI servo focusing mode, you can select a focus point or group of points that are over the subject that you want to track. But then once you start to track the subject, you don't necessarily have to keep that group of focus points over the subject. If the camera detects that, you know, that the subject moves across the frame to the other uh, focus points the predictive ai servo will automatically select that group of you know the new group of focus points um so you know it really was impressive to watch for sure and i'm just sort of looking forward to that coming out into the rest of the range i can't wait um until it until these sort of things appear in say the the 5d mark 3 or the 1ds mark 4 over the next year or so of course, the 1DS Mark IV is going to have to come down in price dramatically for me want to want to buy one. Um, the you know the, I, I paid eight thousand for the for eight thousand US dollars for the for the Mark III. The you know the five thousand dollar price difference between the 5D and the the 1DS range now just simply doesn't seem worth it. You know, sure, I I want the weatherproofing and the sturdy build of the professional 1DS especially when in places like Hokkaido in the grueling winter weather conditions, but 
as Canon has shown us that they're happy to put sim a similar number of pixels in the 5D line, as well as um, you know add other features that make it a better camera in many respects, you really have to ask yourself if that extra $5,000 is worth it. I reckon that um, you know the only way I'll go for a 1DS Mark IV at the moment is if the price comes down to say $5,000 uh, or maybe even less. Of course, like I said earlier, um, I never say never, uh, but that's how I feel right now, uh, having seen the strides that the technology is making, even with in this middle range of bodies. Anyway, that's another story. Uh, for now, I'm going to wrap this episode up saying that it was a great day at the Canon S Tower, and I'm really pleased for those of you that buy into the 1.6 at times crop factor camera range you have something to really sink your teeth into here. So congratulations seem to be in order. So that's it for this week. Remember that voting finishes today for the August assignments on juxtaposition. And I'll probably announce the winner in the forum tomorrow on the 15th of August. Um, sorry, September. So look out for that. I might do a, an episode next week to critique the winning images, but the winners will be announced in the forum at martinbaileyphotography.com. Thanks once again to our sponsors, WebSpy, and don't forget to tweet thanks to at WebSpy for sponsoring the at Martin Bailey Photography podcast. As usual, you can find me on Twitter, uh, Flickr, Facebook, as well as my blog and the photography forum. All links are at the top page at martinbaileyphotography.com. So swing by and check that out if you have a little bit of time to kill. Uh, I'll be back next week, though, with another podcast. But in the meantime, you just have a great week, whatever you're doing. Bye-bye. The Martin Bailey Photography Podcast is a proud member of the Photocast Network. Find this and other great photography podcasts at photocastnetwork.com.